Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. My name is Josh Earl, and this week I'm excited. We've got some two people who've never done the show before, so let's meet them now. All right, our first guest. He shares his name with an ESL teacher in South Korea, a German arts and craft professional, and a Boston emergency dispatcher. Please welcome it, Sammy J. Yay! Hello, Hi, Sammy. everybody. Did you know that, that you share your name with an ESL teacher in South Korea? Well, no. Yeah. I, I, there's only two other Sammy J's I know, and one is a sort of um, a Kiwi soul singer, and the other is a, 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 an Elvis impersonator. Well, you do need to go on LinkedIn and type it in, because <laughs> there's, there's a whole world open to you on there. So, is it yeah. possible that the um, Elvis impersonator is teaching English as a second language? In, or could there be some... That- that I will. We'll follow this up. I always go on LinkedIn to sort of try and find out information, but it always tells me I have to sign up, and I haven't done that, so I can never get past the first. I can name. give you my password if you Thank want. You. you can sign in as me. Also joining us is a guest who I have declared is the official People's Champ of the podcast. Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> She's a comedian and a broadcaster. Please welcome us, Geraldine Hickey. Yay. Yay! The champ is here. <laughs> I just offended Geraldine beforehand by saying that last time you were on, I think you got minuses. Yeah. But, but I think that was bullshit. All right. Was that the, the Christmas show? Oh, I, did... Christmas, I forgot the Christmas show. There you go. That was a fun one. It was a really fun one. Right. I enjoyed that. I enjoy being here now. And uh, welcome, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I've just I've been teaching my daughter. Well, not teaching her, helping her do her maths. She's in grade four. And we just just yesterday learned about absolute value, So with, which I didn't even know about. What's which that? With negative numbers... Like a negative six, its absolute value is based on its distance from zero on the number line. So negative six's absolute value is six. Still. Mm. So just in terms of you getting minuses, in many ways, if you, if you think of it mathematically as in terms of absolute value. Yeah. So does that mean know, a negative if its absolute value is a positive? Yeah, it just saying? becomes equal, which I don't know what that means and why that would be useful, but for some reason that's something I had to help my daughter learn yesterday, so I thought I'd pass it on to yeah, Jez. Two minutes in and we've all learned something. Might help with yeah. your, you know, Have we? To, to, to drill further back, when Jez said that it was bullshit, did you mean that it was bullshit that Josh brought that up, or are you claiming it was bullshit as a fact that you didn't actually go into negatives in oh, the last I, time? I was you... disputing the, that it was a fact that I went into negatives. Ooh, yeah. yeah. But, and it's true because in the Christmas show, I did not go into negatives. No. Did you win that one? I can't remember who won. No. Bloody Carl did, oh. I reckon, with his stupid pie shop <laughs> story. No, good on him. He's great. <laughs> Josh, I'd just like to say yes, that Dan. I've said nothing because yeah. I'm trying to be professional. You haven't mentioned my name yet. I haven't. No. And you haven't mentioned Frank's, but Frank has just gone off. He said it a lot. <laughs> and and his Pythagoras theorem I just here. I just wanted to bring attention to that. I can always edit him out if you want, Dan. No, <laughs> no, he's a good guy. He is. 
We're giving I was, him a go. I was hoping my intention was to see if I could get through the entire hour with at no point my name being mentioned. I don't want to have any association with this podcast. Oh, well, I'm going to do it now. Our next guest is a first-timer to the podcast. He shares his name with a Darwin bus driver, a professor of computer sciences at Oxford University, and a doctor and CEO of the company Thriving With Stress. Please welcome one half the newly formed Leon Woodley. It's Frank Woodley. Yay! Yay. Thriving with stress. Thriving with stress. So it's all about how, you know, stress, we all suffer it. It's fine. You can still achieve with stress. Don't let it cripple you. Well, there is that kind of concept that it's the difference between kind of excitement and fear. Uh, It's like how you interpret the experience. So maybe it's a little bit like that. Like when you're stressful, you can can use that as something to fill you with... um, you know, with adrenaline mm. yeah. to even be more effective in whatever you're trying to achieve. Where did I hear that today? That someone was saying that that's like laughter is an evolutionary evolutionary thing where we didn't know how to cope with it, so we just kind of went ha ha, so we didn't lose face in front of people. That's the the yeah. Tim Ferguson cheeky monkey theory. I ah. think. well, he has talked to or written about that exact thing. Yeah, that it's you either. Well, because surely you'll laugh. lose more face going <laughs> in public than just like keeping quiet. So I'm not, I'm not completely sure about that. But. And our final guest is a comedian, a musician, and an actor who shares his name with an American gynecologist, Woo! a minor league baseball pitcher, <laughs> and a karate instructor in Uruguay. Please welcome, it's Daniel Tobias. Oh. Woo! Yeah. I didn't know any of those. Well, there you go. You, you, I should Google myself more often. Yeah, you played for the Panthers in 93 in America in the in the Gulf Coast League. Oh. There you I, go. Can I say, oh, that's probably one of the, the funnest lists. Yeah, it's pretty good, up, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You've, you, Frank, had a very dig- dignified list of yeah. occupations. Doctors, yeah. professors, and a bus driver. Yeah. yeah. Bruce, interestingly, <laughs> I feel like the name Daniel Tobias is the most dignified of... Of the names here for me, that I do, mm. to me it evokes a feeling of somebody that I would sort of especially trust when and, you say it like that. You yeah, know, like yeah, maybe it's the way. <laughs> that's why you, you just go, Daniel yeah, Tobias. Tobias. <laughs> that's what it so, felt yeah. like. Yeah, like <laughs> snotty nosed primary school kid or founding father. It yeah. could be either. In high school, I had a friend called me Bible Man. Right. Bible Man. Tobias sounded. Yeah. It just sounded Bibley, mm. oh. and that that was my nickname from one guy. Not as bad as Jesus, though. He copped it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, our first game today is called Social Me, Me, Media. Well, I'll read out a status update by one of us five in the room, and you have to buzz in, your name is your buzzer, and tell me who you think wrote this tweet. Now, Frank, you are not on social media, but there is someone (laughs) on Twitter as Frank Woodley Fan. Oh, really? And they're tweeting on your behalf. (laughs) Okay. So... I think what they've done, <laughs> you're not aware of this, but what they've done is just taken lines from uh, your TV shows that you've okay. been in and they just tweet that out. Okay. So if you think, oh, I think I would have said that on a TV show, don't buzz in. <laughs> okay. Oh. You get a point if you get it right. You get, the point, if you get it wrong, the point goes to the person who actually wrote it. So here is the first one. Your name's your buzzer. Here we go. Question one. Licked the Commonwealth Games baton in Frankston. Jez. Now in custody. Yes, Jez. Sammy J. It was Sammy J. Point there for Jez. Two yes. days ago. Yep. Yeah. How um, was yeah. that? I saw it. I was, I was emceeing the council event for the Frankston Waterfront Festival uh, as the Commonwealth Games baton arrived by boat to the pier. 
and it was spectacular because it was just everything had been set in place for a live video feed and there was a lady on the pier running down to interview the person who'd just been carrying it and without a word of a lie they said how is that and they thrust the microphone to her face in front of all these people and she went oh horrendous <laughs> <laughs> I just need to go to the toilet <laughs> she'd be like stuck on a boat for like half an hour <laughs> anyway then and the rest of it was all upbeat and positive but then as they, they introduced everyone onto the stage I called um, Lee uh, Debbie Flintoff King at Lisa Curry Kenny <laughs> to the mayor's face. Uh, and then once everyone had gone, they left the baton on stage and it was just there and there was no one, like people were dispersing and <laughs> I'm just next to it. So I snapped a quick selfie of me licking it. So it's not uh, a flame though, is it? No. That, that's the Olympics. So the Commonwealth Games just have a baton. Just a baton. That the With qu- the Queen, there's a message in yeah, there. Yeah, the Queen oh. popped a message in at Buckingham Palace start of last year and it's made its way through her dominions ever since. <laughs> Do you know what the message is? Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. We'll find out, I guess, maybe at the opening ceremony. They should, they should have to just reveal it live on TV, whatever she happened yeah. to feel like on the day. I can't um, wait. But something, yeah, something, I guess, pro-sport, which I cannot condone. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll take the money for hosting the thing. Very much. Yeah, great. $27. <laughs> Question two. This summer, I read The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. It has truly changed my life. Goodbye, boarding passes from 2007. Jez. Yes, Jez. I'll go Dan. You are correct. Yes, another point there for Jez. Thank you. Yes. It's, it's... been a big summer. <laughs> it has. And I read, uh, what else was there? The life-changing magic of not giving up. Yeah. Oh, you can swear on this. That? Yeah, you can swear on this. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, and, and get your shit together. Oh. Yes. Have you done it all? Have you just read all the books? I feel like there's a bit of a contradiction there because yeah. you'd go, I should, I should clean up my room. No, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did they just cancel each other out? No, it's like the, the the concept is that you have to decide what you're going to give a fuck about, right? And you make a fuck budget. So I I like this an uncle I don't give a fuck about anymore, oh. and and that's that's helped. Whereas oh, like okay. running I give a fuck about, right? And I went from uh, November I, I wanted to start running, and I thought, well, I'm going to run around uh, the Albert Park Lake. Once, <laughs> just this, yeah, it sounded like I'm going to run around, like just I'm going to run around, a bit, but it was Albert Park, like but once, once. which is a, a humble by Valentine's beginning. Day. I right. thought I was going to do it by Valentine, and I, I did it two weeks early, and then I thought, well, what else will I do? I'll do it twice, and a couple of days I ran around twice. So all these books have made a difference in my life. I don't know why though, with yeah. the life changing art of tidying up, yeah. that isn't solely only bought. On Kindle or digital form, the fact that it's a book means it takes up more more shelf room. Mm. Okay, I got to fess up. I did an audio book. Yes, Ooh, see, nice. you're doing it right though. Yeah, yeah. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. Then you had to buy a boombox to listen yeah. to it. Like, yeah. It was... Actually, that's a disclaimer. If I talk to you and talk about reading books yep. lately, they're all on the audio. Yeah, mm. I'm like that, but just with the blurbs. <laughs> just read the blurbs. <laughs> okay. Question three. Just woke up. I find sleeping so easy. I could do it with my eyes closed. Sammy J. Yes, Sammy J. Geraldine Hickey. No, that is Frank Woodley there. Point there for Frank. Well, Can't remember ever saying that. But... <laughs> it was his creepy fan in a basement. Yeah. Yeah, but... So you don't remember that being in any of your No, shows? But I, I reckon I could be an escapologist because I could do that with my hands tied behind my back. Oh, you've only got one tweet to write because that was the other one that was, that was <laughs> on you. Yeah. Is that true? That was going to be question well, seven. I don't remember saying it the first time, but I just ripped myself off. <laughs> Okay, question four. Who said this? Stop saying comedian, you stupid idiots. 
Daniel. Yes, Daniel. Geraldine. No, that was me. Oh. I said that, so a point there for no one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Yeah, I just think it's silly. Comedian. Yeah. Who, well, do, I, who does I, say I comedian? If you do, um, you know, regional newspapers will say comedian. I did Roadshow and they said, oh, there's uh, three comedians and two comedians on the lineup. Oh, and it's okay. like, yeah, you don't need to say that. Mm, there's right. five comedians. Has the actor-actress question been settled now? It's just actor? Yeah. Or is, or is, it, is that still sort of mixed well, up quite no, regularly? No, because there's still... Look at the Academy Awards. It's still Best Actor and Best Actress. Mm. Is it? Or is it Female Actor and Male Actor? Oh, yeah, I don't I'm know. not sure. Yeah, maybe you're right. The, um... Even that is an interesting <laughs> question. Even yeah. that, I've never even thought about it because I've never watched the Academy Awards. But it's like... It's an interesting question. Will we... Because I've, I know that I've heard that even with sport... Like they're talking about getting rid of gender in sport and it all being more like the, you know, like in, in boxing, in boxing there's different weight, weight, mm. weight grades and that sort of thing. So finding ways of having, categorising the competitors based on maybe muscle mass and other kind of, mm. you know, um, criteria, but not on the shape of their genitalia. I cannot wait for the five foot seven professional basketball league. I'm going to go crazy in this. <laughs> Best welterweight. I'm just waiting. You know, supporting role. <laughs> I'd just be happy if they stop referring to female athletes as girls. Yeah. yeah. And, and just anyone that... over the age of any woman over the age of twelve, to you know, do you think? Woman. Do you think that um, they refer to male athletes as boys? Like in football, they definitely do, but do you think it's like substantially less? It's like say maybe ten percent of the time, and with female athletes, athletes, it's like seventy percent. Yeah, the but time it's 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 different when you you know there's boys and then there's the the history behind girls and the way the patriarchy, you know, kind of oh you're just a little girl, you know, you're just a you're just a girl. Whether it where on the other hand it's boys it's like oh you're just one of the boys. Well, so maybe it's, you it has to different. Claim the feeling about the, being referred to as a girl rather than not having them called uh, those athletes girls. You need to go yeah they're girls. That's right they're girls. No, nah, I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. What about? Because I'm trying to stop this myself. Saying guys as a non-gender that's hard, thing. isn't it? Yeah. Hey guys, and it's like, yeah. oh, I, Apparently, I annoy myself. Um, folks do. is a good substitute because that that's more inclusive yeah. of both guys and gals. Yeah. I also dudes as well. Mm. But yeah. Hey folks. I'm I'm 36. I've got to stop saying dudes anyway. Okay. <laughs> Question five. Listen, I may have had a couple of drinks, but I reckon I'd make a good game show host. I'd be fun and I'd give winks and raise one eyebrow to the cameras. Who wrote that? That wasn't just me saying that, by the way. Like, who wrote Sammy that? Sammy J. Yes, Sammy. Geraldine. You are correct. Point there for Sammy. Yes. I stand by it. I'm <laughs> sober now and I still reckon I'd nail it. <laughs> Do you know what kind of hey. quiz show you'd... Is it like a, a family feud? Yeah. Wheel of Fortune? Piss off Grant Denya. Like, I'm stepping. That's a good game show. Piss off Grant Denya. <laughs> the aim is to really just wipe that smirk off his face. <laughs> okay, question, our next question, question eight. When I was 12 at Christmas, my aunt gave me a shark tooth necklace. That same year, she gave my younger brother a shark tooth necklace and a wallet. I still don't know what she was trying to do. Who wrote that? I'm going to say that that was, I mean, do I yes, have to Yes, business? Frank. Um, Daniel. No, that was me. Oh. I wrote that one, so no points there. That's fine. Oh, yeah. Okay. I still don't know. Annie Karen. I don't know what she was doing. So what happened? You got a shark tooth necklace. And now you got a shark tooth necklace and a wallet. Like, it, the same day. It's like, oh, well, right. we, we've bought him more. 
Oh. That's full on. Is it, is it possible that um, he just lost his wallet or something and she'd found it and there was some kind of misunderstanding or something? No, because he, he was thing, 10. You don't need a wallet when you're 10. Because like. the thing happened with my brother, and I swear this is a complete true story, that my oldest brother, Michael, when he turned 18, and he'd been working as a – he'd been doing an apprenticeship, and so he uh, bought he bought himself a car that he could then drive when he turned 18, right? But oh, my brother, who so was younger than him, <laughs> thought that he'd been given the car by my parents oh. because it happened, the car turned up on his 18th birthday and everybody made a fuss about the car. And then, so for three years, he was oh. thinking oh. in three years, I'm going to get a car. <laughs> and I swear this is true. He got, he's 18, he got... A set of coits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. How did he react? Was he? Oh, he's a broken man to yeah. this day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. 60 minutes is the worst. Who wrote that? 60 minutes is the worst. Sammy J. Yes, Sammy. Geraldine. You are correct. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. Something Point about- there. This precision of that observation and this... And the fact that no one was answering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, talk, I had to think it through whether you were complaining about the amount of time or the show. Uh, like, uh, just complaining about yeah, the concept right. of an hour. Okay. Well, yeah. in the tweet, minutes is with a, a lowercase m, but I I read it as the show. I'm guessing it's the show. Yeah, it was the show. Yeah. It's about that stupid... Um, oh, I don't know. Who cares? cares? <laughs> <laughs> Every episode's fucked. <laughs> Is it what? What would you what, if you if you were pushed? If you were pushed, what would you say is the best um, show on TV? No, no. Well, if sixty minutes is the worst, I and mean, you didn't specify in the tweet that it was the worst TV show. Yeah, no, you just it was yeah. like categorically the worst. Okay, uh, twenty minutes is the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good amount of nap time. Yeah. You, you, yeah. It's a good amount for a TV show around twenty minutes. Do you uh, know what TV show I heard they're bringing on? And this is a show called One Hundred to One. You, oh, like twenty to one. That's but, what I thought. I thought, oh, because that's not enough. We've got eighty more things. But what it is? It's a new singing show where there's a hundred judges and one contestant. And if the judge likes you and wants to go, they get up and sing along with you. And so in the end, it might have 100 people singing on stage. Isn't, that just sounds so crazy to me. It's like, oh, you're going to pick judges who like singing and just want to sing. Is it an Australian show? It's a one they've bought. They're, they're in production right now. Right. How are you going to find 100 judges? Ah, <laughs> uh, There's a lot of music, like musical theatre people who'd go, oh, yeah, I'll get up and I'll do, that I'll do that. Mean? What did that mean, what Josh said to us? <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's just like watching show. a choir rehearsal yeah, exactly. with people turning up to choir. Yeah. So one person goes off and shows off how they can sing and there's a hundred judges and if they like you, they'll walk onto the stage and oh. sing along with you. And then what happens? I don't know. <laughs> but surely there's not enough time in a show to get a hundred yeah. people out of their chairs onto <laughs> yeah, the stage That's and then I'm back again. To... Like it's... Wow. Yeah. So the idea is obviously there'll be several contestants and then whoever gets the most judges on the stage yeah, is yeah. the winner of That's really buying for the, you know, to, to replace 60 minutes is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> and do those 100 judges learn all of the songs just in case they like the song? I don't know. To? No, they'd know the songs. How? It'd be, do you know what? All it is, it's just a step uh, above... The, the voice So instead of You know They sit there Imagine they've got their chairs And then they go Oh I like this And they turn around Bang Turn around And then Instead of just staying there They get up And sing with them The end mm. yeah, but- 
end. Let's hope so it is the end. <laughs> but it means if you're really good at singing, you get the least amount of airtime because everyone else is on stage with you. So if you're really bad, you get to, you're going to sing the whole song. No one's going to go up on stage with you. Mm. But if you're good and they know it in the first bar, they're like, oh, I'm going to get up and sing with this person. So it's basically the <laughs> it's basically the voice with ninety more chairs, yeah. ninety four more chairs that don't swivel. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's the difference. All right, I don't like I that look, show. I look forward to it. <laughs> Channel nine, tune in. Okay, our last question for the round: Hangovers would be so much more bearable if Netflix and Stan had more dance movies. Um, yes, Frank. I'm going to say Daniel Tobias. No, it was oh. Geraldine Hickey. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> wow. It's true, though. Put on fucking Step Up onto Netflix. That's what I want to see. Bring it on, on there, I think. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, but Check it out. Sister Act 2. Is that another movie? Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the round, the scores are Daniel on zero points. Didn't get off the mark there. Sorry, Dan. Frank on one point. You got a point. Well done. Thanks. Sammy on two points, but in the lead on three points is Geraldine Hickey. Ooh. Yeah. It's three points, just three. Is that... An absolute three as well, if it's allowed to be a negative. <laughs> it's the so either direction. Great. Yeah. And what happens if you score no points? Do you have to run around without your pants on? Well, well, if you want. It's, it's, Someone's angling. That's what you want to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to see you know, how you, you don't even have to worry about the score. Just, just loosen up. I'm just going to do it anyway. All right, this round. You can get your points back here, Dan, though. Because right. this round is called We Are Family Now. In this round, we talk about our family, or one person's family in particular. And today, we're going to meet Dan's auntie. Now, Daniel's aunt runs a toy company and was launching a product at a toy fair that called for some dramatic flair. Now, Daniel, being a very nice nephew, volunteered his services to dress up as a wizard and attract business. But what happened that caused many of the patrons to stay well away? Was it A, the wizard costume that Dan hired was made from a sheer fabric and because he only had jeans and a band t-shirt with him, he had to take them off, and so he was just in his underwear with this sheer wizard costume over top of it. About an hour into the trade fair, one of the managers of the event came up and said there'd been complaints about the naked wizard. Was it B, the costume clearly hadn't been dry cleaned before Dan hired it, and it reeked of pot. Dan tried to mask the smell with deodorant, but it ended up making it a lot worse. Ironically, the pot smell was making him very, very paranoid. Or was it C, the costume was a white wizard cloak with a hood which made him look like he was in the Ku Klux Klan? <laughs> now, these are the three options. One of these is true. You can ask him as many questions as you want. Bear in mind he wants you to get it wrong. The floor is open for questions. Ask away. Uh, what's, what does your auntie make? What's the toys that she makes? Well, they make all kinds of toys, but this was like a fantasy kind of line. Um, like, they, they do... Like, do you know Shopkins? Have you heard of them? Yeah. Well, that's what they do now. But back then, oh, right. they were oh. doing the kinds of things that became that kind of thing. Yeah, you know okay. I mean? Yeah. And so she who, now, sorry. So who provided the costume? I had to go and rent it from Rose Chong. So, okay. I, so I went to Rose Chong and uh, they had... This wizard costume. If anyone not in Melbourne, Rose Chong is a costume shop. It's just a friend <laughs> of Dad's. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you, you, with the pot that yeah. infused the costume, yes. you got quite paranoid just from the sheer inhaling of the... the... Well, I was worried that people... Because it's not just... It just didn't, didn't just smell of pot. Like, it's that tobacco-y pot. Mm-hmm. Really dank smell. And I was worried that... 
I was less worried about the kids. I was actually worried about my auntie going, dude, come on, you know, this is a professional thing here. You know, it's not good. So, yeah, it was like uh, I sprayed a whole lot of deodorant on it. What deodorant? Links. <laughs> Sorry. It was it was a was long it? time ago. I don't wear that anymore. Okay. Yeah. How old were you? Well... It was 15 years ago. About, it was about 15 according years. To the, yeah, according 15, to the question. Yeah, uh-huh. 15 years ago. Don't no, no, that's fine. Age. That's fair enough. That's yeah. And uh, in terms of the if, the Ku Klux Klan yes. um, outfit, did you immediately, when you... Like, why when you went to Rose Chong, yeah. didn't you... Like, at what point did you realise, I've, I've made a horrible mistake? <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't realise... Because it was set up like a bit of a maze, you know, but but not like a like a fancy maze. Like, you know, if you go to a corporate sort of trade fair or something like that, it's got those kind of divider walls. Well, they'd, they'd made this kind of maze and you walk through different parts. And my job was to stand in this corner. And as people came around the corner, they would see me wearing this white robe with a hood, yeah. right? And... Um, and, and <laughs> As a new person would walk through, I would be like, hey, 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 you know, <laughs> trying to be wizardy. <laughs> and and um, I would get like a whole lot of really strange looks, right? But I didn't realise that it looked like You were the grandmaster. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> realise that, right? And like seriously, like it was about 45 minutes to an hour of me like getting these weird looks. And I didn't know what was going on. I was trying, you know, different approaches. and you So know, it didn't come with a burning cross or anything no, like that? No, just, no. You just, did you have a wand or something? Or? It had a pendant. Like there was this kind of gold <laughs> gold pendant. <laughs> but it, it looked wizardy right. to me. Yeah. I didn't realise. And I didn't have any, um, like, fake facial hair or anything like that. So, yeah, I didn't... Something was off, clearly, to everyone else. But I didn't know. And then finally a guy came up to me and he could see that I was struggling a bit by this stage. I'd started to get a bit despondent. And he just sort of leant into me and he goes, do you know, um, you look a little bit like you're from the Ku Klux <laughs> And so I just went straight to my auntie and I said, oh, hey, I don't think this is working out because they think I look like I'm from the... Yeah. So I, I stopped. Okay. Yeah. What what was the band T-shirt? It was a um, Soundgarden T-shirt. Why couldn't you just wear that under under your robe? Well, because it it was really see through. So you thought that <laughs> being naked <laughs> well, was a better option. Well, it was just it was a black. Are you t-shirt. embarrassed of Soundgarden? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, like all, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know how see-through it was, but I knew it was see-through enough to look weird enough. Like I could see in the mirror, it was like, you know, it was just going to look like a guy with blue jeans and a, you know, black band t-shirt on, right? Mm. And I was like, it just didn't look costumey enough. So I thought, well, I'll just, if I just strip down to my jocks, right, that's a light colour and, you know, it won't look as bad, but obviously in the light... And when did you find out people were making complaints? Well, it was when my auntie came over and said, oh, well, let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Have you ever actually been a member of the Ku Klux? Just need to know as far as how embarrassed you would have been, you know, versus if you were known in the community for being that on a Saturday and this was a Sunday, it would have been a more of a normal thing. Well, like um, like in the Freemasons, they have like the, the Christian version. They also because my family are all Jewish, so like I'm I, I'm part of the Jewish Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> and there's our That's sound not ground. a thing. I'm mucking around. I'm mucking around. <laughs> People know what they what they think is the right one. I don't know what I think, but I'm going to have a go. <clears throat> okay, what do you what do you reckon? I'm going to go with the the Ku Klux Klan. The, okay. the fact that people were worried it looked, looked like a clan. So you think C? Yep. What are the options again? So A, <laughs> a was sheer wizard fabric. Mm-hmm. B was smell like pot. C was uh, KKK. Can I? I have a couple it. more questions. <laughs> so, sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, when you went to Rose Chong's, yes, and you picked a you picked it off off the hanger like yeah. that was just you didn't smell the pot then no because i was like i had to get the costume on the way to this gig yeah and i was just like i mean everything smells a bit musty in that place like yeah. it's an old, yeah. Yeah. no offense people yeah. who work for <laughs> rose chong uh, yeah. you know i'd still go back and rent stuff but it's in an old building and you know so when you were like you had it already been picked out and you were just oh, hey i'm here to pick up the wizard costume that smells like pot well, no, because no, you just had to go and pick out a wizard costume. Or? Yeah, yeah, like no, I did call, but they hadn't sort of you know like set got it aside it or whatever. I right. once I got there, they said we've got we've got the wizard costume. Yeah, okay. But you're sure you don't want to wear the Hitler outfit? <laughs> 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 I'm going with Ku Klux Klan. Michelle. You reckon C as yeah. well? Yeah. Jez, I'm going to throw caution to the wind and go the Soundgarden naked. You think One. it was A, the sheer fabric. Mm. Well, it was, in fact, C. So oh. a point for Sammy, point for Frank, and one point for Dan. He's off the mark. Yeah, well done. That's a gift for you. I, I, hope, <laughs> I hope that, the, in my mind, the wizard, the peaked wizard cap was actually a bit big, too, so it fell down over your <laughs> whole head at some point. So after you took it off, what happened then? You're just walking around going, yeah, I was the... I, fe- I felt awful. <laughs> I, I felt so awful because, like... There must have been scores of people walking past me going, Why is there a Ku Klux Klan? Right <laughs> here? I, you know. It just this is very kind of tangential, but it just reminded me just at that point where you go, you realise uh, you just go, Oh my God. I had an experience where this is, I'm not sure how this is how this is gonna come across. I've never anyway. <laughs> I can edit out if it I went to Thailand and I wanted to buy a gift for a friend of mine who just had uh, who had a toddler and we were looking around and in thailand they have all these really beautiful carved this might be a bit hypersensitive of me i think is what i'm what i'm thinking this might come across as but um these beautiful carved um objects like um all sorts of decorative things but anyway i was looking at buying something for this family and i bought a rocking horse but there was actually a thai child like it was a little toddler as a rocking horse, oh. <laughs> and it looked really cute in the in the shop. Like, it was really beautiful, and but when we brought it back, they brought it out, and their toddler got on the back of this Thai kid and just started riding them and laughing. And we all knew that that was just very very tasteless and needed to needed to be put away. So yeah, it was just <laughs> and just with, with the Ku Klux Klan, there it wasn't until. Like, it just hasn't occurred to you. Yes. And then suddenly you go... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
At the end of that round, the scores are Dan, you're on one point. Hey. Well done. Frank, you're on two points. Sammy, you're on three points. And still on three points is Geraldine Hickey. Yeah. Just going to stop the podcast there to let you guys know about a whole bunch of live shows coming up. That's right. It is the season for me to stop recording the podcast and talk about live shows. So if you are in Brisbane, make sure you're coming along on Sunday, March 11 to Haya Bar at 3 o'clock to see a very, very good lineup of uh, guests for the podcast. And then followed at 5 o'clock is the live stand-up by myself. So it's going to be fun. I haven't been to Brisbane with the pod before. I haven't been to Brisbane for a while to do stand-up, so that will be very, very good. Then the next Wednesday following that, it is Wednesday the 14th, March the 14th at 7.30 at the Cafe Lounge there in Surrey Hills where I did the last one. The last one was so much fun. And so I'm going to do another one there. I've just locked in the lineup for that. Very excited that I got everyone I wanted. And so, uh, yeah, that would be very great. So make sure you get your tickets for that one if you're in Sydney or in the arounds as well. I know it's a school night, but come on, Sydney. You're a big city. You'll be able to to deal with it. Then we go into the Melbourne International Comedy Festival where I am doing six recordings of Don't You Know Who I Am Two at the Festival Club, so on the 3rd and the 10th at 11.30, so they're Tuesday nights. I know it's a school night, but come on, Melbourne, you can do it. And the 3rd uh, coincides with the 100th episode that I've uh, recorded of the podcast, so make sure you come out for that. It will be a nice, big milestone moment for me. And then we have four of them, so starting on the 1st, the 8th, the 15th and the 22nd at the European Beer Cafe there in Melbourne at 4.30, so it's Sundays at 4.30 during the Comedy Festival we're directly after the little dum dum club, so do the double. I, I, you know, those guys are great. I, lo- I really like those guys. So do the double. Go see their show and then stick around and see mine. It'll be lots and lots of fun. If you want to go to all four, you can get a uh, $60 season pass for the European Beer Cafe ones, uh, and then otherwise it's $20 uh, each show after that. Uh, all the tickets details are at joshearl.com.au slash gigs. That's for Brisbane and uh, Sydney shows as well. Also, if you're in Canberra, I'm doing the Canberra Comedy Festival on the 24th and 25th. So come to that, please. Now, I've also, as of last week, this time last week, I put up the uh, second episode of the um, when we filmed them last year. Uh, so the first one's been up for a while now. It's got uh, Demi Lardner, Broden Kelly, Nathan Valvo and Dave Thornton. Very, very funny. And now the latest one I've just put up, the one I put up last week, has Adam Richard, Kate McLennan, Dilruk Jaisinna, and also Dave Callan. And it's awesome. So if you could, I would love it if you could share it around, go on uh, YouTube, give it a like. Uh, just, you know, get it out there. I'd like to get some eyes on it. Uh, you know, I spent... You guys helped me spend all that money on it. So it would be very, very nice if we could get it uh, all up and out and people can... Make it as big as, I don't know, some Justin Bieber song that I'm too old to know. Anyway, that's all from me. Thanks for listening. Back to these guys. They're doing well. (laughs) Okay, this round is called Knowing Me, Knowing You. Now, in this round, you're given a fact about somebody else on the panel. You have to determine whether it, in fact, happened to them or it happened to me. Okay, you can ask as many questions as you want. If you get it right, you get a point. If you're incorrect, the person who the fact may or may not be about, they will get the point. So, to Dan. Was it Sammy or myself who, as a child, was obsessed with the TV show Family Matters? So much so that we taped every single episode, and if we were out, we wrote a set of rules for our parents to tape it for us, and the rules stated how they had to pause the ads so we could fit more episodes onto the tape. 
Is that me or Sammy J? You can ask us as many questions as you want. By the look of your face, you have a lot of questions. Well, it just sounds very Sammy J. Oh, come on. But, come on. But I've listened to this show before, and it's the kind of thing that you'd be surprised. Like, you know, I bet you Josh is writing the questions, and he's like, oh, he'll know. You know this will, be, uh, he'll definitely go for Sammy J. Yeah, but clearly it's, it's my... I, I've done something that's very Sammy J-esque here. Ah. We've offended us both. Yeah. So you're gonna ask us a question. All right. Family Matters. Yes. Steve Urkel, recall. Oh, the Winslows. Yeah, I didn't really watch that at all. Mm. So Whatever I, happened I'm to not even Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I, I'm not gonna if I ask a Family Matters question, I'm not gonna know whether it's correct or not. Oh, well, well, well we might be unlucky then, Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know anything about Family Matters, Jess? Yeah, Did I'll you watch, watch it? it. Steve Urkel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Winslow. The, the crocodile hunter. Is it? No, I, I know Steve Urkel. I think I've got a vague. So you know what I, I think? What I know about family matters is I've got a feeling on my news feed. More than once, I've had a thing that comes up that goes, "Look at what Steve Urkel looks like now." Yeah. <laughs> but I don't. I didn't look. Yeah. So I don't know what he looks like now or what he looked like then, but I've got a feeling that he... Well, um, he, he had big glasses and braces and high pants and he was the typical 90s nerd, but now he just looks like he's cool. Like that look right. is mm. fine. Yeah, right. But then on the show, he would transform into Stefan and on that he would be very cool and you can just tell the actor would be going, hey... I'm a pretty good-looking guy. Can you please get the glasses off me so when I go out into nightclubs, people actually want to come up and talk to me? I'm sure that's what it is. You see, it's not the guy. There was another show and there was a guy called Shriek or Screech. Shriek. Um, um, Screech. 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 That's not Say by the Bell. But different type of... I mean, same type of show. Mm. I'm getting a Steve Urkel in my mind. Was, was His family matters, are they a black family? Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Okay. And he used to go... <laughs> that was how he used to laugh, and okay. I would do a stunning rendition well, in the playground. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good clue. So we've noticed. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> and it's the same cop from um, Die Hard. It is, who yeah. plays a cop in the show as well, yeah. which is a weird thing. To be typecast as a cop in two very different shows. Mm. Dan, what part of, <laughs> you know, really diligently asking your parents to archive your favourite show and giving them a few written instructions, do you, which part of that do you define as, ooh, quintessential, pure, undiluted Sammy J? Just out of interest. It sounds like the kind of thing you would turn into a one-hour like comedy festival show. <laughs> Just milk that anecdote. <laughs> I mean that in the nicest possible oh, no, way. No, no, I, I take it as a <laughs> comment. <laughs> I'm going to go with Sammy J. You are incorrect. It was me. I knew it. I knew it. He played you like a bloody fiddle, Tobias. Wow. It was. I had a set of rules, and the rules were okay. The, the first ad and every single ad break will be an uh, ad for a TV show on the station. Press pause. Ads, they go for three minutes. 
keep your eye on the clock, eye on the TV. The last ad in the rotation will be another ad for another TV show on the station coming up next. <laughs> wow. Get the remote in your hand and get ready to unpause when uh, that's finished. And then I'll be able to fit, because it's 22 minutes on a three-hour tape, I'd fit like however many, however many episodes on. I, How many times did they fuck it up? Every time, because they're not going to give a shit for these are rules. I had them written there. I think mum did it occasionally. Dad was like, I don't care. I'm not even going to tape it for you. <laughs> it's annoying me. So good. But Sammy, did you know this about Josh? Uh, no. Not no, I, I just told him in the kitchen before. just before. Uh, yeah. It does. In your defence, it is a very Sammy Jane thing to do. <laughs> I, had all, I, I, I was a religious TV taper. I used to, but I used to high-speed dub. Not, no, that's audio because I used to dub... You know the tapes, so I'd remove the ads in post-production <laughs> <laughs> because my parents didn't have time for that shit. Okay, all right. So to Sammy, now was it Geraldine or was it myself who got in trouble for sharing a photo of a wedding that was taking place at the airport in Adelaide? So we got, got in, in trouble. trouble. We were sharing a photo of a wedding that we were not invited to at the airport. In Adelaide. And so you were sharing a photo, did you say? Like yes. you put it online? You, mm. Yes. Um, so sort of observing. So, okay, well, so, Jess, so you were walking past a wedding at the airport? At the Adelaide airport. No one, you didn't know anyone there? Didn't know anyone there, but it was out in the open. In like on the concourse or in that nice new bit? or in But the... just in that, that front part, you know, when you just before you go get your, your bags, mm-hmm. just there out in the open, they had chairs set up and they had like a little uh, picket fence around the side. Um, so the, in, there were invited guests, mm-hmm. but you could stand on the other side of the picket fence and watch these people get get married. And so you stood and watched. Yeah, and why wouldn't you? At what point did you decide to snap away? Just I took a few snaps. Yep. And uh, what did you? And you post you just put on your personal pub um, or your public Facebook page. Uh, on my per, like on maybe on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what was the caption? Do you recall? Uh, yeah, it was like um, a bloody lover bogan wedding. <laughs> okay. Josh, what was your caption? Mine was, uh, when you spend too much time focusing on the honeymoon and not enough time on the wedding venue. Oh. we. And uh, what happened? How did you get into trouble for it? Because I posted it on Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. and someone, a guest of the wedding or someone who knew them, followed me and then was like, oh... This is my auntie, or I can't remember who it was, but yeah, you know, you're making fun of it. It's not very nice. And I felt, I honestly felt mm, bad, mm. but it was just, I've just got my bag. Oh, I haven't even got my bags yet. I've just got off the plane and there's a wedding taking place. <laughs> At an airport? Yeah. How did you get in trouble, Jess? I said it was a bogan wedding. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, but did, how did someone see that comment and relate it back to you? Uh, I don't know. I, uh, it was. Um, it was actually the. I do know. That's a lie. Yeah, she's stumbling. <laughs> she's falling apart. I'm going to go with Josh. You are going to lock it in, me? I'm actually going to lock that in. That you, was too much of a stumble. You are incorrect. Oh, 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 I played you acted. like a fool. <laughs> she acted her way to a point. Ah. <laughs> uh. It was, no this room. Everyone's... Yeah. it was on Valentine's Day Brilliant. about five years ago, oh. and it was the daughter of the uh, of the mother, the, the bride, daughter of the bride, and I still to this day do not know how she came across it. Like I put, it was on Twitter, and she responded to me on Twitter saying, "How dare you call my mum a buggy? You don't know her. You don't know anything." And I was like, "Well." And I said, and and then the husband, the newly married husband, was there going, "What's going?" On? And they they got married. 
at the airport because that's where they first met. He was from America. They met online. Their first meeting was at the Adelaide airport. It was beautiful. I, like I said, and watched a lot of the wedding. Um, so <laughs> I didn't have Live anywhere streaming. to be. Yeah. So and I, you know, and for me, I'm a bogan. So it yeah. was like. I get this. I understand it. So for me, it was a term mm. of endearment, and I explained that to um, to the the husband. He was like, "Oh, okay, I get it." And I said, "Wish you all the best." He goes, "Thanks very much. That's that's really nice." And the daughter did not want a piece of it at all. Did you have that horrible low bowel moan, like feeling really yeah. bad when it happened? Was it yeah. the, like, did you take it off or stuff like that, or was it too? No, nah, it's still and... there. <laughs> <laughs> it was just mid mid bowel. It wasn't like yeah. deep. So there you go, Lisa. You know exactly where to find it. Five years ago, February 14. You can just yeah. go back and find it on Jez's thing. Well done. Okay, so to Jez. Was it Frank or myself who would purposely annoy our older brother by calling him Victor, which is not his name, until he would beat us up? Then when he would stop, we would call him Victor again and it would start <laughs> back up again. <laughs> Was uh, Victor, what's his real name? Was it Michael? Tim. Tim. So not the one that – is this the one that got no. shitty for not getting the car for <laughs> no, his 18? No, I'm the youngest of seven. So there's Michael and then there's David got the set of coits, but then Tim was the <laughs> was the one who was just a bit older than me. And who, Tim's in the middle? Tim's in the middle, yeah. Why Victor? Because of Victor Mature, uh-huh. um, who was an actor, who was in a, in a film called The Robe. Yep. And I just thought it was funny because it was like my way of – Ironically, rather than saying, oh, you're really mature, <laughs> I'd just say, good one, Victor. But he never knew that I was making a personal, ironic, sort of, you know, um, once-removed pun. Okay. What did he think you meant by it? He, he just felt tortured by the, by the cryptic nature of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, what, and why did you call your older brother Victor? Because there was a Victor at our school who smelt. And I just called him Victor as a quite a mean thing, but it was also that thing of just you know, and I, knew, who, I knew it would arc him up. You, it was you, who else would bash him? No, he, no, would, he, he, would, he would beat up you. me. And then as soon as it stopped, he like kind of had enough, had enough. Yeah, all right, I'd, I'd beg, he didn't get off me. And then as soon yeah. as he got off me, Victor, and then just run away again. <laughs> and then he threatened to break my family matters tapes. No, he wouldn't. Do that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Frank. You are correct. It was Frank. Thank yes. You. That is pretty great stuff. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, youngest of seven. Yeah. Was it what, was it just an attention thing? You just wanted him to give you some attention. Oh, look, my relationship with my my brother Tim, we're, we're you know great <coughs> friends now. But essentially, I mean, he was he was three years older than me, and he, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure that it's absolutely every uh, every relationship, you know, sibling relationship, particularly with boys, is like this. But it's very common. Just where there's that constant, he bullied me constantly, but I also kind of thrived on it. Yeah. Like I loved it. Mm. I'd bring it, you know, I wanted his attention, but then like I cried every day until I was about 12, I reckon, yeah. like quite honestly, because things would always escalate and then that would be the little valve that would release. I reckon I was exactly the same because I was same with my brother. My brother was kind of the school bully as well. And I remember my younger brother once built this, he spent weeks building this Lego set and we weren't rich enough to buy the proper set so he made like the death star just out of your standard lego like just spent weeks doing it and then he had it displayed it and mum and dad were like oh that's great brenton well done 
and we're like, all right. And then he said to Jason, I bet you won't smash it. And Jason had a ball in his hand and just held it and it just exploded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was just... Wow. Like, I still remember the scream that Brenton did. Like, he was yeah. so distraught. And mum yeah. and dad were both just shocked that Jason had the goal to do it. Like, yeah. And in Jason's defence, he was like, he dared me not to do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Yeah, that's older brothers. Are you an older brother? I'm a younger brother. Ah, okay. Mm. And you're the oldest, aren't you, Jess? No, I'm the second youngest. Ah. I've got... I, I just want to go... Sorry, just mm. go back to the Death Star thing yeah. for a moment. I've just got this image of your brother before he throws the ball, like moving the thing away from his... <laughs> the visor that he's, he's going to use and him just using the force to throw the ball. Uh, and Dan, you... I'm the eldest. You're I've the eldest. Younger sister and brother. Ah, so I thought we were all going to be youngest, but no. Okay. <laughs> all right, now to Frank. Now, was it Daniel or myself who, as a teenager, was in an ad for the TAC, which an ad that was parodied quite a bit or made fun of quite a bit? Okay, so clearly I need to, I need to ask, what, what was the ad? I was the driver in... Uh, and, and, um, so hang on, you're a kid in this ad and you were the driver. Teenager. Well, oh, teenager, were you? I okay. was 16. I didn't have my licence yet. Okay. But I was still allowed to do the... I was in my Are last you panicking in terms of whether or not this is true? Based <laughs> on that, that single little chink that I, I, I discovered quite early. <laughs> I thought I'd found a chink earlier. Yeah, this okay, that's true. Well. Okay, sorry. So you were the driver in the ad and then what happened in the ad? Um, well, it's, it was actually the first TAC ad that was filmed during the day. And uh, we, we like, fight in the car. I, I, my character's name is Darren, and uh, he was driving, he was trying to concentrate, and uh, the other kids were, like, trying to distract me while I was driving. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went through a stop sign, and we, uh, we had an accident, and then I died. So it was like young drivers yeah. fooling around in the car. So that's why, even though you were sixteen, you were cast as a as an eighteen year old yes. sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's driving on his P plates with other kids in the car or yep. something. And just before I died, the, the young woman in the car went Darren, like that. <laughs> okay, which was went, hard hey, for me. Can't talk. I've got to die. Yep. For the next, I shouldn't make five. jokes. <laughs> it's an ad. It's, it's an ad. It's an ad. That's yeah. right. It is an ad. But yeah. You know. For the next five years, when people would see me in the street, yeah. they would go, Darren! <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> so, so what in that, like in, I remember when the TAC ads, there's been varying degrees of um, kind of the visceral reality of those ads, but earlier on, I think it, was, it wasn't as extreme. So when, when you died, mm. what did we see? What did, the, what did the viewer see in terms of you getting hit by the car and dying? So we're we're in a red, um, sorry, no, a yellow Falcon. You know, one of those boxy kind of eighties, nineties kind of thing. And and uh, we're driving that, and I, I think I fly that out through the window, and then you see me lying dead on the road, and it looks like I've got one leg. And there were billboards all over Victoria. Yeah, yeah I am having a vague memory of that image. <laughs> so now I'm going to go over to Josh. And, yes. and was that exactly the same <laughs> ad? And all of the same. Or what <laughs> was your... Darren! Mine was, was <laughs> first year uni, I was studying performing arts and they just cast some of the boys in that because the ad was we were playing football and then we would get in the car and there was three of us in the back seat and one of the guys driving. And my line was, did you check out those girls watching us? And another line in the ad, which was the one that everyone made fun of, was... Pineapple on pizza is a crime. 
because they were like, let's go get some pizza. Oh, yeah. And, then, and it was like, and so... So setting up that we like these guys, yeah. they're lovable. Yeah, they're, and they're... then it was like him kind of arguing in the back and then it was just crash and it was like a road safety thing for And when it was drivers. just crash, what does that mean? Well, it went to black and you heard the crash and it was like, um, like something about... Like keep your eyes on the road. That and were kind of you stuff. were you driving? Did you? Say no, that? I was in the back. So you're in the back, right? Did you say the pineapple line? No, I didn't say the pineapple line. Right. I did said. You wish you did. I, well, not really, because that line that, line that was the line. My friend Jason, who was in the course, he said it. Not my brother. He said it though, and he got made fun of for ages. And when we got the script though, that was the big. That was the line that we wanted. Yeah. Right. But yeah, okay. dodged a bullet. Okay. okay. <laughs> not the car. Look, I have to say they're both. I feel they're both eminently <laughs> believable. It could easily have been either of you. The pineapple on the pizza detail is kind of leading me over here, but I've got this weird memory of the person lying on the road and the feeling that, are we meant to think they've lost their leg or is that just a weird shot? Or that's just sort of coming... I'm seeing the asphalt and the person, but that might just be because you're a very vivid storyteller. <laughs> that's exactly what you I described. thought the same thing because when we shot it, I just had my leg sort of back and it wasn't there was no plan to make it look like yeah, I'd yeah. lost my leg but the angle yeah. the way it had turned out when they had me on all the alright oh, you've convinced me I reckon it's Daniel you Ooh. are correct it is Daniel yes oh. point was there for I, Frank was I supposed to be making no. it easier for you no oh. I liked it because this ad not I only, remember it yeah yeah and what was it the inspiration for well do you know the song Greg the Stop Sign by Tism oh yes well that's the that's a parody of that ad Oh, so course. instead of saying Darren, they just changed it to Greg. But the whole song is about that ad right. and about me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Did it did it have an impact on your kind of um, awareness of your own mortality that at that point you'd become the poster boy for <laughs> car her car accidents? Like, did that get get under your skin at all? No, it was just funny. It right, was okay. always funny because when I first um, came out of school, I was playing in bands and we would drive to gigs in the country a lot and you just see like me and four of my friends would be in a car and yeah. we'd be looking at me dead on the road like <laughs> all the way along we just thought it was hilarious and because they played it so much it was this cult thing that when anyone at that time like young people got into a car they would start doing the lines from yeah. just out it was like oh knock it off all right you know what about speed cameras you know like yeah, just yeah. everyone knew it right and I remember walking along the footpath on Chapel Street and there was a lot of traffic and there's people in cars doing this ad. And I thought, oh, they've seen me, you know, they're doing the ad. And it wasn't. I was just walking along and I noticed that people just did it anyway. (laughs) They just did the ad. I can imagine it being like you driving your car down Chapel Street and somebody goes, Darren, and you turn around and you have a crack. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the round, the scores are Dan on one point, Frank on three points, Sammy on four points, but in the lead now on five points is Geraldine Hickey. Yay. Okay. If you're in the lead, you can clap for yourself. Okay. Our final round is called Who, 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 Who. In this round, I'll read out ten questions about you four. If you think you know who it is, buzz in. Your name's your buzzer and say who you think it is. You can't buzz in for your own ones. You get a point if you get right, a point off if you get wrong. Only round you can lose points. Our first question is this one. Who here has recently turned vegetarian? Jez. Yes, Jez. Uh, Sammy J. You are correct. Yes, it is Sammy J. Yeah, how's it going? Um, yeah, good. Good. <laughs> um, um, you know, I, I, it's been nearly a year. Oh, really? That yeah. long? Yeah. Oh, that's um, a good effort. 
But, you know, I mean, I, I, one of my pledges to myself was that I'd never sort of crap on about what I did. So, um, well, we've got a but, vegan over here who hasn't mentioned it yet, so don't worry. Well, so, <laughs> yes. well you know, it's, it's, been, it's been a lot easier than I expected it would be, having said that I live in the north of the city of Melbourne, so it's yeah. probably the most vegetarian-friendly, you know, per square metre place. Is your wife gone vegetarian as well? Uh, no, but, but sort of, you know, pr- pretty chilled out and, and yep. rolling in that direction. My You're daughter vegetarian. stopped eating ham today because she... Oh. She said um, it was a baby pig and hadn't even showed her babe yet. So there goes that chance to. That's what made me turn was uh, it? <laughs> vegetarian. Yeah, seeing babe, babe. And, and within a couple of months reading Animal Farm. And I know that they weren't written for that purpose, but for some reason in my head, I just went, okay, I'm doing it. I don't eat. Um, I don't eat meat. I mean, I I torture animals and kill them. Question two: Who made a lot of friends when they were a kid because the friends wanted ice cream? Sammy J. Yes, Sammy. Dan. No, it was Frank. So yeah, point off you there, Sammy. Yeah. I was going to guess Frank because I knew it wasn't me. Yeah. And I could see you were both <laughs> looking around. Yeah, yeah. but you looked. Frank looked confused because he was bloody acting even off microphone. He was acting. Oh yeah. And, well, and Dan looked sort of smug, like I'm not going. I don't need to answer this one because I know it's me. <laughs> Well, Frank's family, they owned. They owned, owned a milk bar. Dairy oh. Queen friends after school, you know, come home, hope they score a, score a soft serve. Yeah. Oh, did you they? You've got to watch out for Well, they often would because I was a, you know, I was a pushover. But, you know, I learned to be beware of Dairy Queen friends. People with pool say the same thing. They always have friends in the summer. Okay, question two. Who here has had two different ongoing roles on Neighbours? Two different ongoing roles on Neighbours. Oh. Frank. Yes, Frank. Daniel. You are correct. Yes, it was Dan. Point there for Frank. Do you remember their names? Uh, yes, I was Craig, inverted commas, Slug <laughs> Slater, who was the best actor in Erinsborough High. Oh. So I was one of the school kids. And um, <laughs> this is I just love the acting challenge of acting like an, an actor in a high... So you've got to act at the level... Yeah. When you of the kid who's the best actor at the high school, he's not a professional actor. No, so it's got to, he's got to be very, very good, but not very, very, very yeah. good. The, the worst part about it is that as part of it, I had to learn a Shakespearean monologue, oh. right? And I couldn't because I was—I mean, I was like—I don't know—I was like just out of school, and I, I worked really hard on it, but it was a really high pressure. I just remember that was—it was one of my worst. Experience and you had to deliver it as ever. the best actor at Aaron's. When they cut home. it up, it didn't look too bad. Right. But but in the shooting of it, I just kept not knowing what was next, and it felt horrible. It, it would was... be very funny if when you're acting, when you're doing the him acting, you're really quite a good actor. But when you're being yourself <laughs> acting oh. him, you're not very convincing. <laughs> but. So Rick and Debbie's parents wouldn't let them hang out with each other because they felt like they were a bad influence on... Oh, uh, that, that Rick was a de- bad influence on Debbie. So they got the best actor in Erinsborough High to come and be the boyfriend from hell and prove that, right. the, that mm. Steve Van Eck was... No, that's the next character. Sorry, <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. That Craig Slug Slater was, you know, the bad boy and to make Rick look really good. And it's fantastic that then yeah. you appear as another yeah, character. Yeah. But is that like... The, because he was the best actor <laughs> so maybe he's just yeah. assumed another personality yeah wow who was the second character his name was Steve Van Eck he was a racing car driver <laughs> I was wow. a bad guy and yeah 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 and uh, I what's a racing car driver doing in Erinsborough like 
Did well, the car crash leaving you dead with your leg out? <laughs> uh, ben or or Brett? I can't remember who what the real name was of the character and the actor. It was Ben or Brett. Anyway, they got really interested in racing car driving, and was filmed at like the Calder Raceway. So I had to learn how to <laughs> drive a racing car with a with proper stunt people that worked on the TAC ad. Oh, oh that's coincidentally. Oh. <laughs> The guy goes, I know you. And I was like, Derek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're safe here. Yeah. And um, and in the season finale, uh, Brett ended up, uh, I, I caused him to have an, in, an accident and he was in a coma over oh, the season finale. Can I ask, this, it wasn't his normal car? You had to have a different car for his accident? Because they never on Neighbours yeah. crash a good car. It's always a bomby car because the budget doesn't allow them yeah, to crash right. a good they were, car. They were racing all bomby cars. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Question four. Speaking of acting, whose IMDb page says that they were in an episode of The Bill even though they've never been in an episode of The Bill? Sammy J. Yes, Sammy. Um, it's definitely Frank Woodley's IMDb it's page. Stan Tobias again, yes. Oh, I was doomed from the start. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I found out about Neighbours. He told me that on his IMDb page, he's on. he said he's on The Bill, he's not been on The Bill, so I look at his IMDb page. There's Neighbours, there's Stingers, there's Water Rats. I didn't know this. We did a show together. But in the in the comedy oh, festival, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah remember? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, those I, other I Australian ones are true. Yeah, but, I know. But yeah. but the the um the bill thing is really weird. Ever since I I heard about IMDb, I thought I'll have a little look of what you know is up there, and I was like the bill. Hmm. I'll just leave that there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get in these neighbours gigs. <laughs> <laughs> Question five: Who here recently bought a house? Who's bought a house? Oh, oh, d- 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 Daniel. Oh, I heard Frank first. Oh. Sammy J, I think. No, it's Geraldine oh. Hickey. Can you fucking believe it? <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Geraldine the mortgage Hickey. Yeah. I thought I talked to you about having recently bought a house. Well, I, I, some years ago, or a couple of years ago now. But this so, is only okay. like in last week. I got or so. my oh, I got my okay. keys oh, on oh, Friday. Um, and when I say when you say house, it's a one bedroom apartment. But but yeah. Who cares? Oh, it's got a roof and all that. It does. Got a nice little courtyard for my puppies. How's the, how's the packing going? How's the moving? Uh, it, it'll it be at least another week before it all happens. Uh, Thanks for doing excellent. this tonight then. If, oh, <laughs> yeah. That's no, fine. I'm not doing anything about it yet. Okay. That's that's great. Yeah. Question, question six. Who here has a prized tea towel that is too good to use? <laughs> Sammy J. So Jez thinks it's Sammy J. You are correct, it is Sammy J. Yes, point there for Jez. <laughs> Gave it away. Yep. What is it? Uh, my neighbour, Danny McGinley, returned from a trip to Canberra to present me with a tea towel featuring all Australian Prime Ministers and individual got that portraits tea towel. of them. Um, and I literally don't, I cannot bear the thought of tarnishing it. I'm <laughs> waiting to, like, I want to get it framed. I've got a uh, Walter Billy Griffin's original, not the original, actual, but a print of his original design for Canberra as my one, like, Pride of thing on the on the wall, and I want to put the prime ministers next to that. I've got that tea towel. Well, have you used it? Yeah, many times. It is grotty <laughs> as. So you got yes. Coffee stains on Gorton. Yeah. And a little lint on Fran- Ford. <laughs> Who, who's been your favourite prime minister, Sammy? Oh, it's a political question, Josh. Uh, Don't want to say. In in my lifetime or ever? Ever, ever. Alfred Deakin. Alfred Deakin. Okay. Second prime minister. Spiritualist used to hold seances in Richmond as he was Prime Minister. Used to believe he used to talk to the dead as he was the Prime Minister. Did people know that at the time? He was in like spiritual society, but then he's spiritualist, but then he sort of had to publicly pull back on a little bit of the old, you know, Ouija boardy 
uh, activity. Did they put it in the paper that he was doing the Ouija board stuff? It was like a known thing. It was like yeah, a public right. face of you know these local societies. What what year is this? Uh, this is first decade of the of the century. So nineteen, I think he took nineteen oh three was his first turn. He had three cracks as well in the space of ten years, in and out three times into the. Because I wonder, just in terms of the whole Ouija board thing, I wonder if it was a different. There was a whole different sense of that. That was that wasn't particularly peculiar. Maybe. It, 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 Totally. In fact, more like it was actually considered, you know, the, the most intelligent advance, you know, sort of, yeah. you know, because it was very progressive and, you know, in terms of, you know, small. You know what is interesting as well? Um, now you can learn tarot card reading at Deakin University. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? No. <laughs> <laughs> Question seven. Who here... Who his birthday is February 29, so a leap day. Sammy J. Yes, Sammy. Frank Woodley. You are correct. Yes, point there for Sammy. Yes. I know that from Frank Woodley's show. Oh. Yep. It was, know, it was a part of your early... Frank Woodley constantly banging on about that <laughs> for the last 30 years. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it is. I am born on the 29th. And it's kind of... It's interesting because... Um, I mean, your brother thought he got ripped off again quite. So you're only <laughs> yeah. getting one birthday every four years. Yeah. But, but it's one of these things where it feels quite rare but in fact it's only a quarter as rare as any other birthday if that makes mm. if that makes yeah. sense like you've got a what's 365 times four can anybody do that really quickly in their head times four times four uh over a thousand less than two thousand yeah. okay so it's about it's about you know um thirteen thousand or something yeah. well you've got about you know 365 in one chances of being born on any given day and I've got like, it's not that interesting. Is <laughs> the point I'm trying to make. No, but but it is still more rare. Like most people are, the majority of people are born like nine months after, like September and stuff. So it depends when people Ooh, like yeah, have really. really if it's loaded treated. towards yeah. one part of the year. Ah, yeah. so, okay. Frank, okay. have you ever genuine? Have you have you ever had like specific legal issues which could either benefit or or uh, you know do, to be to your detriment because of that day? Like things where it doesn't say. How old are you? But how many birthdays have you had? Or that sort of question. That sort of. I feel like you could potentially play it to your advantage in like contracts. Yeah, well, I or can something. still play under thirteens football. <laughs> I win the best and fairest most years. There was one year there was this guy called Darren, and he was he was just his skills were just sublime. But um, no, I don't. Th- no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything. I mean, I had a. Um, I had a weird experience once. This has got nothing to do with the birthday. I don't know. It just came into my head. But where, in just in terms of the legal thing, where you're trying to justify who you are, where um, I was travelling over to Perth, and um, I was getting on the on the plane, and I was booked in under under Frank Woodley, and I didn't have any ID on me, and um, so I couldn't get the the ticket to happen. But I. <laughs> I had, we were taking a big poster over <laughs> to hang up on the Regent Theatre at Perth and it was like a 10 metre wide poster with me and Cole's faces there and Leno and Woodley written on it and I had to unroll the poster to use that as my ID to say, look, that, that photo, Woodley, it is me. They it's accepted like, that. Yeah, yeah. They did. I'm it totally going like, to use that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get a Frank Woodley poster. <laughs> you do have to look like the photo. Oh, Question eight. Who here recently had a tree fall in their yard and smash their fence? Who had a tree fall in their yard and smash their fence? Daniel. Yes, Daniel. Geraldine. No, it's Sammy J. Point off Dan there. Mm. Am I back to zero now? Yeah. Excellent. 
Well, can I? So, well, it, it wasn't te- uh, defined recently. This is a couple of years ago. But oh, well, Danny told me that's well, recently. I'm, Danny McGinley lies. We know that. <laughs> no, um, th- it happened on the same day that we were filming uh, Sammy J and Randy in Ricketts Lane, our, our ABC sitcom. Geraldine, you were in that show. Yes. You might have been there on this day. There was, was an episode about a tree falling down, about Randy trying to cut down a tree because it was in the way and it was a big hoo-ha and... Um, the same, literally the same day we were filming that particular episode, unbeknownst to me, a massive tree fell down at my house and took out the fence. That's really bizarre when that happens because, like, when me and Cole were doing the adventures of Elena and Woodley, we were filming this episode where we were being hunted down by a malevolent lobster. <laughs> and when I got home, there was this, like, crazy lobster trying to kill me. I couldn't believe yeah. it. But, you know, you scared it away and now it sits in a basement just tweeting as you and <laughs> promising to return one day. That's the one. Question nine. Who used to be a member of the St Kilda Football Club cheer squad? Was a member of the St Kilda Football Club cheer squad? Jez. Yes, Jez. I'm going to go Dan. You are correct. Yes, it was. It was. Put there for Jez. Was that what you were going to say, Frank? You were very excited, but you got your name. I was when I was 11, and it's where I learnt the song... Oh, 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 suck more piss. <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't know at that time that piss meant alcohol. Right. <laughs> that's what they were, they were singing it because they were like, you know, one, it was a drinking song. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. I thought it was urine they were singing about. And yeah. even just sucking it, not drinking it. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of... Yeah. <laughs> And our last question. Although apparently, <laughs> apparently, you know, um, Mahatma Gandhi and very, very many other um, Indian people do drink their urine for health benefits. Mm. And, yeah, you know, it can, I had it. Yeah. your immune system, apparently. I had a, a an ex girlfriend who was very into urine therapy, and she would get up in the morning, have a wee, drink it, and then she'd want to kiss me on the mouth. Right. Mm. Yeah, I didn't. And you go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And our final question for the game. Who here asked a stranger if their dogs could breed? Sammy J. Yes, Sammy. Geraldine? You are correct. I put there for Sammy, yes. Yeah. For a dare. Yeah, we on um, on the radio show that I do, Breakfasters, here in the studio, uh, we've on Wednesday mornings we do a thing called Wednesdays. So we dare each other to do it's quite new, so we dare each other to do something, you know, during the week. And my dare was to go to the dog park with my dogs and ask a stranger if our dogs could breed. <laughs> and I I did it, you know, I went to the park and told the whole story about, you know, the dogs are playing with each other and like, oh they're cute and what kind of dog is that? Oh, it's this and that. And he goes, oh, does your dog want to breed with my dog? Um, and the lady just gave me a strange look. Anyway, that's the story that I told on air. <laughs> I never actually <laughs> did it. I just did a, a good job of convincing the other two that We got I the had. scoop. Great. Yeah. Excellent. It, it, is, it is very intense when, like, we've got a little dog and it's just a very interesting human interaction when you're there with your dog and I think it's particularly in terms of like there's some sort of, um, you know, se- sexual politics issue as well that kind of comes into it because I've felt this mainly if if it's a woman who's got her dog there and then my little dog is just, and it's quite it's a um, very cute little kind of terrier sort of thing, mm. but um, very it's a very passionate character and... Um, It'll just like be humping the face <laughs> of another dog. And you can't help but feel that somehow 
that reflects yeah, on you. Yes. You know, and you pull, I'll pull him off, you know. Well, yes. Because <laughs> that relieves him. And then, he, and then he doesn't have to worry about it for about another 15 minutes. <laughs> At the end of the game, the Josh, scores. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Yes, go for it. You need to take a point off me because I just got a point for saying that Geraldine had asked a stranger's dog to breed, but then she just admitted to the fact she never did that, so it's not a true story. I refuse to accept that point. It's do a tainted want, point. Do you want the point off, do you? Yeah, I do. Oh, you sure? A, it never happened. You, sh- you sure? Yep. Can I have that Are point? You? No, it's, the point is released. Oh. Released right. like Geraldine Hickey's lies. That changes so much now <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. Okay, the end of the the game, the scores are on zero points. Daniel Tobias. (laughs) You can hear the belt on the on the on the microphone there. On three points we have Frank Woodley, yay. yay. Because he also lost that final point, we also have on three points Sammy J. Yay. Failure. And now way out in front, the people's champ is also the podcast champ, please, on eight points. It's Jerry yes. Hickey. So competitive. That's good. Because you win, Geraldine, you get to plug whatever you want to plug first. You've oh, got some shows coming up. I sure do. Comedy Festival's coming up. I'm doing two shows. Uh, I'm doing a solo show called Plucky um, on a, the Imperial Hotel. It's 7.30 every night except for Sundays. And also on Friday and Saturday nights at 11 o'clock, I'm um, on uh, doing a show, a late night show with some other mates called uh, It's My Show. Great. Um, you did in the Fringe. Same show I did at Fringe. Um, so it's myself and um, there's uh, Kelly Fastuka, Nicolette Minster, uh, Laura Dunneman and Isabel Angus. And lots of costumes. Lots of costumes. Great. Frank, you got some shows coming up? Yeah, me and Cole are doing, um, doing a, uh, we're getting back together and doing a show called Fly. I can't believe it's been 11 years. 11? 12, 12 years. 12. It's going to be 12, 12 uh, years here, which is... Um, I, I read that and I thought, no, it's been like five or six, of, but no. Yeah, it's crazy. But it's just, we've, we've done a trial show in, um, at the Lithuanian Club a couple of months ago and it went really well. So it's all filling in. Just the whole process of, of writing it has been really good fun and just really, really sort of, uh, just really easy. So, you know, that's, that's Are there be any a good tickets thing. left, though? Yeah, there's, there's still quite a few tickets. Tickets left, and but it has the reaction has been absolutely mind blowing. Mm, yeah. so, you know, we of course we were hoping that that uh, people would, you know, there would be at least some people who'd be who'd be into it. But we've had just this this incredibly um, massive wave of, of enthusiasm. So it's fantastic. Awesome, Dan. You're doing the Orchid and the Crow. Yes, I'll be touring that to many small towns around Australia, including Upway, uh, Montrose, and Warburton. Awesome. And I, I don't know if anybody else has seen The Orchid and the Crow, but I, I saw it and I, I it. thought it was absolutely brilliant. Like yeah. a, just a magnificent show. Just enjoyable on so many different levels. So, um, you know, I couldn't recommend that show more. Oh, thank you very much. Okay. And Sammy, you, uh, you doing any shows? I'm doing one night at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, 22nd of April, of Hero Complex, the show I did last year. And um, I've seen that show and mm. I have to say that it's one of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> And I've just finished, anyone who's got like 10-year-olds or in that age group in their lives, I've just finished my first book for that, that readership. And actually, Frank gave me a quote for it, so he, that's in print now. So even if he was lying, it's going to be... So um, that comes out on the 1st of April, April Fool's Day. Excellent. And Playground Politics? Playground Politics uh, is back, along with other sketches, once a week. I'm doing a spot on ABC for the rest of the year um, about the politics of the week. So this week, you know, um, 
Canberra have pretty much written the episode yeah. for me with our Deputy <laughs> Prime Minister's issues. And if you're in Brisbane or Sydney or Melbourne, I'm doing live podcasts in your towns. Uh, go on to joshua.com.au for all the ticket details there. Thanks for playing. Thanks for doing this. It was fun. Thanks, oh, thank you. See you next time. Bye. Bye. G'day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. (laughs) We used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.